Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Index Delivery the AI Podcast Channel. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me are my two regulars. Today, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, and you guy. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's uh football's nearly back, eh? Oh yeah. my word. It has been a while. It's been a while. It's it's one but day. Why are you trying to why are you trying to avoid the topic? Oh. It said it was meant to rain in the, in London for the for this whole week, and it's still sunny today. So I was going to bring it up with Alex. I was actually I actually went back <laughs> onto my phone. I, I went from the notes to my homepage to see what the exact degree age is. And Alex, <laughs> it is eighteen degrees and cloudy, and it's quite nice. Uh, Maybe it's one or one or two more degrees lower, and that'd be perfect. But it, it's all right at the moment. You want you want what we had today, which was about fifteen degrees. Beautiful. And surprise rain right when I was going to go for a run and just ruined my day. And gen- genuinely ruined my day because I just it's just depressing. Just guys. running this the rain. It's weather. cooling. Winter. No, what are you? What are you insane? Are you clinically insane? Why would anyone run in the rain? Just no, I just I. You've Someone never played to come football in and the put rain. the sun back. And every time I hear that London has the sun, or even the north of England, God forbid, has the sun, and you guys don't just you don't appreciate it. And I feel like we need to take all the sun because we actually know how to appreciate it. You guys can keep all your miserable freaking winter weather because I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of it. It's it's not about miserable. It's about being nice and in the middle. Spring, <laughs> spring and autumn. How is 18 degrees in the middle? 18 degrees and in winter. It's 26 too, degrees is in the middle. 18 is Sunny? too 18's no. too high. That's that's summer weather, that. <laughs> no, no, it's it not. Is. 26 it degrees is. is perfectly in the middle. Oh. You're halfway uh. between, like, quite hot, 34, and uh. freezing cold, 15. No. Uh. no. 22.5 is the perfect weather. Good. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, that's closer than, to what right than, than what Guy said. Disgusting. So I'll go with that. Disgusting. If there's a nice breeze, I can get on board. But if it's just if it's just hot, I'm I'm out. I'm, I'm sitting in front of a fan. 
I just want to see, guy, right? One day, I just want to see you come down here in like a late spring, like November, when it gets to about 30 degrees some days, but never actually no. full 40. Because I think no. in full 40, you might, you might actually melt. Yes. But. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. People just expect to know. But if there's a. Next time WrestleMania is at one of these hot states, we'll, we'll go and we'll do this in person. <laughs> we're going to do, we'll do a podcast. We'll do right? One of these podcasts oh. where it's the hottest yeah. it can possibly be. And we're going to see Absolutely. what you oh. react, how you react, and how much. How much less inclined 100%. to talk about wrestling you are in the so if it's Florida, Texas, LA, one year. Let's go. Yes, we yeah, will. Yeah, we'll being, being hot podcast. and alligators, I can't I like be. It. We'll tweet out it's Australia, I mean, the heat of your face. I don't want to spy. Quite sweaty, quite miserable. Oh, now he's, I mean, now he's complaining. It's not. It's racist against spiders, and spiders are assholes. Yeah, maybe, uh, but anyway, maybe not Florida. Cause we might get back to the weather. I don't think we want to be eaten by <laughs> but, uh, either. On this one, we'll go to uh, go through backlash and raw. Um, there was a bit of news, and it's about COVID because everything's about COVID now. Uh, <laughs> That's right, especially in England and America. <clears throat> but um, yeah, sure. pretty much someone tested positive in in the performance center, and and this the uh, talent mm-hmm. staff was. Told over social media, I think I'm right in that. To do it's not a it's not a brilliant look. Mm. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I think the last time they found out, it was via. I think they've got an internal, like, uh, public relations app or client relations app that they use, and that that's how the the talent found out last time. And I think it was within a reasonable amount of time before it became public. Whereas in this case, it, I think WWE sent out a. Um, a public release statement about, I think it was around like in UK uh, or US time, about uh, 10.52 or something. And it, it was clearly done at a time, and, and you see it with WWE, where the timing of when it was released, I think, was in an effort to try and bury oh, it in know, yeah. as much other news as is going to be possible, so that <laughs> it, it's not necessarily the main story that everyone's focusing on. So that's that's a bit. Uh, it's not a good look from my perspective, and also the fact that you know coming out of this, it also then becomes more detailed to the fact that they're actually not testing their talent for COVID. They're just doing te- they're just doing temperature checks. Um, and look, the 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 COVID tests aren't all you know 100% conclusive themselves, but you would think a company that's continuing during this time period you know considering themselves essential workers would be testing um but i suppose from their perspective i'm assuming here that um both you know well financially and logistically they were probably thinking well we've had to cut people because of financial restraints that we're having to put on now imagine the moment they start testing 
um, they can't really stop until either the the U.S. goes to a new sort of phase of of of, of the Rona era where where testing isn't necessarily as heightened as it is now. But yeah, so I think for them it's it's kind of that snowball effect of if we start testing, mm. we basically have to test every single well every single taping, and that could become quite pricey. Um, and and quite cumbersome in terms of getting hold of those tests and and everything that comes with that, but yeah, they they I think it was Triple H that said in a in, in a in a press conference call that that presser call he does in and around NXT takeovers where he was saying you know they they follow their med medical advisors and and they do all the tests and well all the tests that they they are recommended, but there's no actual. COVID tests that are happening. It's more just temperature checks and stuff. So hopefully um, everyone is safe and, and comes out of it, uh, you know, health, healthy. And it will be interesting to see from my perspective whether more talent decide to stay away now, now that something like this has happened, where it's come out of the blue. They've only heard, you know, the, the, the day of tapings. Um it, it's it's the timing on that was quite yeah, interesting because strange. if it's if the person strange. tested I mean, positive <clears throat> last Alex week, were you like me and, and they're only telling the talent now, you know, when the show's basically already been taped and stuff, it's kind of it's it's kind of weird timing. Um, some I don't know if some of them would have all come in to to do these tapings if they had found out a little bit earlier. I mean, my faith in WWE and having best practices sketchy at the best times. The thing about COVID testing is, like Taddy said, once you start, you have to keep going. And that's been the problem with a lot of football. And it is expensive. Uh, and a lot of the football clubs, especially in League One, League Two in England, um, basically saying, like, geez, we can't afford it. Uh, because it genuinely does take huge measures the one thing WWE has going for is that you wouldn't have to test them that frequently because you can do batch tapings so you'd only be testing them what once every few weeks um and then on the flip side i mean i've i've seen friends have the covid test done and jesus they reach up right into your nasal cavity basically up to your freaking eyes um so it cannot be comfortable so it might also be the talent being like well just take our temperature because yeah, even footballers say like this, it just, it is a hellish test, but at the same time, it's not good practice, especially I think the, the worst part about it is the fact that they weren't told I mean, the complete lack of transparency isn't necessarily new, but it's just a real stupid thing to not do. Like just tell your freaking staff what's happening. If you're mistreating them and not necessarily, this isn't necessarily mistreatment. It's just a lack of, uh, complete care then at least tell them that like okay yeah we're not going to be able to do testing we can't afford it that's the reason why we cut off so many people now we'll take your temperatures and everything but still and then put the little corporate tagline on the end saying we still have your back we still hope you we still we want you to trust us completely and implicitly um, but when they don't yeah, tell you, especially yeah, if you're in the crowd um, and you find out on social well, media that the person you were in the crowd with on Thursday has COVID and now you have to worry about getting tested yourself. And, yeah, it's one of those things that 
this is unprecedented and there are no sort of right ways to go about this that we know of because we can't compare it to anything, but this, there are certainly wrong ways and this is a degree of a wrong way. Do you guys think, yeah, um, just to follow up on that, do you guys think this is going to affect the the fact that they had some fans in the audience uh, in on Monday's Raw? This is the first time they've they've had. I don't know if it was you know a wider public fans. Certainly some some of the wrestlers' friends and stuff, but they didn't have uh, a lot of the NXT talent which they've usually had the past few weeks. When something like this then comes out, I, I wonder if that was intentional one to not have NXT uh, talent out there because one of them had tested positive. So this was kind of a way to also kind of hide that. By saying, oh, yes. no, we're, we're welcoming fans in now. But actually, it turns out that, um, you it know, was probably one, that of, one of you guys did test. Yeah, and mitigating the risk of it spreading. Like, if they realized and went, okay, we can't let those, we can't let anyone who might have been at risk back into the PC. Because, obviously, you you the risking increases. So, you guys stay home. We'll get some fans in. And they can also start. It also works on a PR move as saying, like, where maneuvering closer to the authentic WWE experience. So yes, we are getting fans back in, in quotation marks, fans back into shows. And we and basically, they, they seem to keep trying to push the letter to see when they can get closer and closer to actually having fans in stadiums. And America is such a shoddily run country in terms of the COVID outbreak specifically that you, you do genuinely think like, mm, it's probably going to be closer than, it should be like it's it's probably it's probably gonna be sooner than it should be rather so i think the more and more they press this the more and more sort of leeway they're getting given by saying oh we've got some fans in we've got you know 20 fans in or they're all socially distancing it's fine it's probably gonna get to the point where they will maybe be able to do nxt just with maybe a a quarter of the actual fans that would usually go purely socially distanced um so yeah i think yeah you're right taddy but i also think they're trying to push the envelope to see how much they can get away with in terms of authentic WWE crowds. And my last point on this, um, what's well, it? It's a two-parter, but they also had the fans had to basically sign a release or a waiver saying that they weren't going to, if they were coming in, they weren't going to wear masks. Cause I suppose they don't, WWE probably didn't want to give the perception of, you know, having fans on there with masks on, Maybe it doesn't give the right message or something. But then why why did the Street Profits do their usual entrance? I was really pissed off at that. They they went through the crowd. They were high-fiving people. And then I'm thinking, your company's just released a statement that, that someone's really tested positive. And you have one of your, you know, one of your champions or two of your champions going in through the crowd, shaking hands. And then these guys proceed to then be in a segment with... You know, at least like really six different people um, in the ring at the same time. I was just it like, just that That should not have gotten there, okay? There's no American on this show, but uh, from the outside, it just looks like they've just handled the COVID situation really badly. And if WWE is an echo chamber of that, yeah. Yeah, they have. Shall <laughs> uh, um, we get on the backlash? Might as well. Alex, did you watch the pre-show? The second half of the backlash. Meh. 
It was just people you didn't care about. Sure. I mean, the second the second half of no, I not no, I didn't. The second half of Backlash we can get on to. The first half was pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say shit. I'll say meh. It was uh, uneventful for the large part. The women did pretty well with the mixed tag, uh, the mixed tag match. The tr- yeah, I mean, apart from the tag match, the women's tag match, but not much happened in terms of what did happen was sort of expected and plain. So other than that, the first half was quite meh. Jeff Hardy Sheamus is not the story of the night that I wanted it to be when it first came out that they were trying to do the take advantage of the truth, uh, the truth, take advantage of real life situations sort of thing. Um, I think it was good in theory, but it hasn't really worked because you sort of need a crowd, I think, to try and get sympathy for Jeff Hardy and the piss thing certainly would have worked better with the crowd. Yeah, and the match wasn't great, and I it's hard to see where either person goes because you're exactly right. It's Sheamus in 2020. What's his ceiling? Probably the Intercontinental title because he's it's the only one he hasn't won. Um, what's Jeff Hardy's ceiling? A nice retirement match, you'd think, because he's like 50 now. Um, but the one thing that I was thinking was, especially and watching the Undertaker documentary specifically, uh these guys are in probably the best position of any sort of elite wrestler uh, in the last, well, probably ever in terms of you, you look at it, the guys in the Taker documentary. Okay. Maybe not with COVID because a lot of these guys have been put on furlough, but Finley, Shane Helms, um, Joey Mercury, um, you look at them and you go, okay, well they can get gigs after wrestling. And then you look at the age of guys that are still going strong. Jomo, Miz, AJ, Brian, all of whom have been main events lately. Shane was coming back at 40. Like, they're looking after themselves, and Shane was YouTube channel is properly popular. And even Jeff Hardy, who doesn't look after himself, he's basically just a glorified stunt dude. And I love him to death. He, he was one of just my absolute favorites in the late 2000s. Um, you can still get the sense that they are old, but they still have a place. And then you see the genius that is sort of what we've just seen on Raw with Orton and Christian. And like, even when they're retired, they can come back and do stuff. And I think, yeah, in the past, I mean, wrestlers have always had long careers, but that taker generation that's still chasing the dragon, as Triple H said, um, I think taker probably should have and could have retired he definitely should have retired against Roman. <laughs> he could have retired against Sean, let alone, and still been able to have a role within WWE. But I think he is that. He's maybe the last of that old-fashioned mentality of yeah. it has to be perfect. Didn't Let me go out on my own terms. Let me go out on my back. Um, oh. And seeing Ric Flair talk on Raw. I know I know this has been tangential, but it's going to come back. Don't worry. Um, seeing Ric Flair talk on Raw about how he – he went on too long and he had troubles finishing his career. And I don't know if any of you saw his TNA run, but it was just tragic. It was tragic seeing, yeah, and he bled and he cried and it was awful. Yeah, and it's like, tragic, which makes really you look at point. Jeff versus um, James and go, okay, 
to do. I'm I not understand why you're here. I'm, I'm glad so they're doing stuff back. with you. I'm glad that the, um, you can come back for another run. The US title you're 41 match. and um, 40, yeah, you're, you're 43 or whatever. So you're going to have to talk um, us through it. <laughs> but, you know, don't stay around too long. <laughs> well uh kevin owens joined commentary and i thought he was really good there um that's that could probably be a dream commentary team kevin owens uh, samoa joe and then you can add whoever in the middle that needs to sort of direct them it can be the play-by-play and then you have two um <laughs> color guys in, in joe and and ko um and the fact that he he wore a tie, I love the little details that he adds in. Uh, he was still wearing his sort of wrestling v- vest merch, but he just clearly took a tie off someone in the background and 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 put it on. And yeah, that was his formal wear. Brilliant. Um, in terms of the match itself, we we've seen most of this match and the different <laughs> interactions that Apollo oh, God, and Andrade have had. It was just a matter of how right. um, Angel Garza was going to try and get involved and whether or not it, it was going to be successful or not and or if it was going to add to the dissension that seems to be growing in um, uh, he, uh, Al... No! I'm becoming Guy. I've forgotten the name now. What was it? El Hijo del Vega. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Sons of Vega. Yep. Yeah, that's that that sounds that sounds right. Um yeah, in in terms of how the match finished, basically Owens had to stop Gaza from distracting Apollo, which you, you I, I never liked the babyface getting distracted. They just looked really silly. Um Apollo yeah, did, you know, Apollo countered the hamlock DDT, it. which was quite well, a, a really cool counter well, and he spun him straight into with... Um, that uh, power bomb, which was his finisher, and didn't seem to finish. Uh, it seemed like he had moved away from it, but I suppose he's he's brought it back. That toss power bomb for the win, and I don't know where Andrade goes from here. I I have a sneaky suspicion they're going to become a tag team. Um, because the Vega whole uh, stop fighting each other, start fighting together thing, I reckon they could become an interesting tag team. Andrade probably should be in the title picture. I mean, he's probably, um, and this isn't libelous, sure. I hope, but he's probably, he probably would have been in the world title picture if he wasn't busy uh, doing things with Charlotte and hot tubs that may have contained illicit uh, substances that were traced to his blood when he did a drug test. Um because that's, I believe that's what it was for. I don't think it was for performance enhancers, was it? It was for, it was basically he got done for having a bit too much fun when I, I, that might be entirely apocryphal. I don't know. But the fact is that he probably would have been in the world title picture if he hadn't got a suspension. He then got an injury afterwards. So, you know, he's been unlucky. But I wouldn't mind seeing those two as a team. The, the, he, the, if they still, I mean, today was the one who originated, but with, with me and Guy are going to take full credit for it as well. The He Ho de Fantasma, uh, de Vega. Um, or should it should be He Hey, He Hey, because it's plural. Mm. 
Ah. And either way, the sons of the sons of Vega uh, in Spanish. Um, if they if they really take that name, we're going to be due some nice compensation. But also, I think they would co- sort of work, wouldn't they, together? Uh, because I don't see how you turn one of them away from Vega because they both probably need it right now. You can't really turn either of them face. Um, and yeah, on on Cruz, it was good to see he's he's got his finisher back. Uh, it's also fantastic to see him cheat to win because it's it's we're edging closer to my prediction from I think it was the last podcast we did where I said that I think Apollo Cruz is going to go into it, that sort of Neville NXT title territory of being so, so paranoid say, to keep that his title, especially with the MVP segment saying, "Without me, you're you're not going to keep this." I think Apollo is going to become so paranoid that he starts slightly turning heel and he starts cheating to win, which he did this week. Uh, and Samoa Joe being so happy that Apollo Crews cheated to win just like warmed me, mm. warmed my heart. It was so fun. <laughs> don't, it was I know great. He got his injury after Mania, but they don't seem to have a plan for him after Mania, so it could make sense if they want to quite get Apollo Crews up to a certain level. That would be great. Um, actually, that would be a great way, honest, especially but, after yeah. the first match, obviously where yeah, KO was sure close and they all sort of had a bit of tensions going at each other. Heels, yeah. I mean, it's Lashley that and Rollins, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it, really. So we probably drew a couple. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. What? What? We'll let you have your uh, two cents on on the Seamus uh, Jeff thing to do with. You know, as we brought it up. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I think we were point. chatting in WhatsApp whilst. Well, I mean, well. you could technically build uh, Andrade back up, and we both but, pretty much like I said, said I think they're going to become it's a test. Fine, but we don't care. That was pretty much the gist of it, wasn't it? And I think, uh, as you guys alluded to, that was the gist with a lot of that uh, first bit of the pay-per-view. Mm. Um, look, uh, I, I, I didn't care for the angle. Um, I've, I've, I also heard, you know, the I understood the whole position of, you know, if, if Jeff agrees to it, then, you know, then then it should be okay. But with substance abuse a lot of the time the family is also yeah. heavily affected and if you if you look at the reaction of some of Jeff's family members more specifically from you know Matt Matt's side of it um they weren't too happy with this angle being shown and you know at the end of the day they're the ones that are going to have to deal with Jeff if something you know god forbid if if he has a relapse or something WWE will just carry on being WWE they you know um so that that's why i was uh, for me it, it it was a non starter but anyway we have the angle um and then what i didn't mm. understand was at the start of the match they do like the whole announcements yeah. and everything and then they start off like the bell rings and then they start off like a normal, you know, Friday night SmackDown match. And then later on in the pay-per-view, you have um, Drew entering and Bobby attacks him before, you know, the bell even rings. And I'm thinking, surely that should have been what was used for the Jeff and Mm. and Sheamus feud. Yeah, Jeff should have just ran at him and and taken him out from the get-go, from, 
you know, as as Seamus is doing his entrance. So that that was a bit disappointing for me, and that probably took me out of the match for for the rest of it. Um, credit. Oh my god! <laughs> they really could have. They really could have. They've shown they they're willing to take Isn't this, this angle anywhere. Um, but in in terms of the match itself, I thought Jeff took a yeah. huge beating, one that I don't think he should be that's taking true. at his age. But it's um, true. But I mean, the, the yeah, question, that's fine. I suppose Seamus it, it builds Seamus as as that um, enforcer, and and we are dying for yeah, strong heels yeah, in the, in the company. Where, I don't see where Seamus um, goes because, as you mentioned. The IC title well, is probably strong the thing heels that, that win. made sense when he came back. Well, he's not <laughs> that, feuding with AJ Styles. That's the qualification, guy. <laughs> the AJ Styles is going to drop the title to... I can't think of no, anyone on SmackDown other than like maybe Matt for, Riddle. But he's not being executed that way. No. Well, but why would Sammy come back now? Well, yeah. Well, the the inclination now seems to be Sammy, because Sammy is still <laughs> chirping up on Twitter, basically saying, "Yeah, I'm coming back for my title." Blah blah blah. Which uh, would make sense given AJ's sort of tweener um, that we've seen lately. That's the question. Is like when he's going to come back. So who's AJ's next direct feud? That was like weeks ago, um, which is about a year ago today. Good question. <laughs> I was literally just, I was literally just like, come on, keep talking. You'll come up with an answer. There's plenty of people on SmackDown. And you go, oh, maybe but not. they'll probably carry this angle on though, because this technically has been fifty-fifty booked. Didn't Jeff win the first first interaction, and then now it's one-one. Also, this, yeah, I mean, yes, I would say that, but all, and I mean, they probably will 50 50 book it, but still, that was convinced. I wasn't expecting that to be that convincing. Because Jeff literally hits the response on bottom, Seamus kicks out, then he decides to go Jeff all Hardy. stuntman on the outside, Seamus boots him, gives him another one, and then the one, two, three. It was, it was almost, um, what's the word? It was purple. It, it, like not a squash. A it was point. almost too I, I, convincing that, to, to make me think it was going to be fifty-fifty booked, which makes mm. me think maybe they're going to do something with Jeff, sort of. And it's mm, that's true, but something. And it's got it's yeah. got the the. Did you see the design of mm. the of the Extreme Rules logo? It looks very Hardy-esque. It's got the Hardy oh, colors yeah. and the writing okay. and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that maybe they will fifty fifty book it. Yeah, now I I don't know, mm-hmm. but I still think so. The, so essentially, the change was moved. Well, I was gonna say moves up, but maybe moves across because Jeff wasn't Jeff part of the. Hang on, Jeff was part of the United States title tournament, wasn't he? Technically, no, Intercontinental. Sorry, yes, technically because of. Well, yeah, you could basically, yeah, mm. delayed and just say, okay, now Jeff's going to go after the Intercontinental title, maybe he beat somebody, but yeah, I don't know, SmackDown's a, it's not a mess, yes, yes but it's oh, a yeah. weird place um, right now, because all the ones that uh, you think should I mean, be yeah, up there are not. 
a la Baron Corbin who can't Harris. win a match to save himself. Elias is now injured pretty much ever. And everyone else has either got a title or hasn't been built very well. It'd be interesting. Or is Mr. Money Could we do another month of Sheamus v. Jeff Hardy in 2020? Is that... Oh, yeah. I don't want COVID era, but really? Tis WWE. Like, I don't know, framing putting needles and shit in his arms on him? Mm. I don't think so, no. I think they both need something new because they tried this story. Like, they can't keep the junkie thing up, can they? Yeah, but where's it go? Uh, it would, that would just I, have a, yeah. I have a cynical theory. Yep. Um, I reckon it continues and Jeff continues to lose. Purely yeah, because he 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 was on the way out. If it wasn't for him getting, you know, if it wasn't for this is incident last year and and him not being able to perform in the ring, he had to basically WWE mm. tagged on extra months to his contract. Otherwise, he would have left when Matt left. So. I wouldn't put it past WWE to do the storyline, bury Jeff Hardy, and then he gets his release mm. afterwards to, you know, try and even those stars like Jeff Hardy at that level, you can't really bury them. Willow? But I could see them trying to lower his value as much as possible before he leaves. And the catch twenty two situation for Jeff is he can't necessarily say, No, I'm not gonna go out there and do that because then they'll just tag on an, another month or so to his contract and keep doing that until, you know, when, whenever they want. I've... Well, I've got, yeah, I've got a slightly less pessimistic view, well, slash probably realistic view, uh, of I reckon they could do a um, sort of downfall storyline purely because they've mentioned his... Um, troubles i don't i think burying him would sort of be counterintuitive because you mentioned the troubles and i reckon they could yeah keep him for maybe extend his contract a few months or a year or whatever and i think this might be the send-off because he is getting to the point where he can't like you can't really see a future with jeff and WWE wanted to give him that send-off before obviously the incident happened basically saying like that the whole promo package was like yeah i'm come I'm co- i've come back i just want to have a good like way out, um, which is, I guess I was what I was saying earlier about the Undertaker and that. So I think this could be a storyline of him just keep losing, keep losing, keep losing, and eventually he has to summon up the strength to beat his demons, and he gets a big win, or, and maybe maybe captures one last title. Maybe mm. if they sort of I've add some spend half an hour a year to his contract, and they have him sort of much. hover around. But I think, right. given no. what. They were planning to do before the incident. Well, we've um, not even done the women's tag team, Roger. As likely uh, situation in terms of storyline, as is that, is that, we'll just go with us and having Unless go you want to bring up anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, guy, because we don't need to discuss the next one because Nia Jax is terrible. True. True. Um,. That's pretty much it. It was well, it was a fine match. It was fine. Um, it did its thing. It did its job. But 
again, it's the women's tag team division. It's not. Well, it, I, all it the, the only notable thing is Shoti and Teague are facing fair, um, Bailey and Sasha like NXT, which means Bailey and Sasha finally um, get their wish of taking the tag titles away. So, and we get a banging match. So that should be fun. Well, we kind of have to mention how bad it was. It was bad. Yeah, Naya versus Asuka, don't worry, just skip it. Taddy, you don't have anything to say about it, do you? <laughs> it was awful. And I didn't think it'd be that bad. And it was oh, awful. God. Oh, uh, and I, I was like, oh, no. come on, Asuka, pull something out. Oh, what Every did you just Asuka say? tried to pull something out, tried to do something Jesus fun. Christ. And, or something good. Oh, Naya was God, no. dragged it back Bring down back to being King, terrible. She's so bad. Jesus. Did you see Oscar's head bounce off oh the ground? Oh my god! When yeah. when what do they call it? The Jack's hammer. Oh my god! That uh, was scary. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. If she dies, I didn't say it. Samoa Joe said it. Blame Samoa yeah. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's just disgusting. Uh, at Charlotte just, doesn't have a belt. No, everything she Oscar does, Charlotte, she just to make look like she's putting the least amount of effort into it. Mm. Even the powerbomb on Raw, no. she she just basically is just like, <laughs> oh yeah, plop off my shoulders, and still managed to nearly injure somebody. Uh, yeah, exactly. If she dies, she dies. I don't give a shit. Uh, she's so bad. Uh, oh shit! You have to do Raw as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Yes, it will be fun. Uh, no, okay. you, I don't we'll talk say about that. It. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. When we talk about Raw. Okay, let's move on. We've given this match way too much We're attention. Given, yeah, far too much attention. Although the next one wasn't much to write about either. <laughs> Okay, no, we should, what we should, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. What we should talk about, and I'm going to ask you this guy, is, because you're the, I think you were the first one. He made me want Miz and Morrison to be called WWE champion. Be okay with this title. He he made me side with Goldberg. Like, sorry, when they, when he fought Roman and he was a, He's fucking awful. He's not as bad as Naya, because who the fuck is? The difference there is Roman Reigns makes people look good. fucking boring. The only partly interesting thing he's done with The Fiend, and that's only because there's like five years of backstory there, and Bray Wyatt a fucking lunatic (laughs) on the mic. Other than that, the Strowman Express, man. It's not... <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Cool. I don't know if Thomas the Tank Engine's big in America, but Jesus Christ. The only way you make that interesting is you Photoshop his face on Thomas the Tank Engine and call him Strowman the Tank Engine. It would be a good T-shirt, <laughs> and that would be about it. Which I wouldn't buy, obviously, because uh, it would be oh, fucking God. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, it would pop me, but at the same time, that pop wouldn't last long enough to last a broad Strowman match, which isn't very long at all. Yeah, it would be about it. Mm, yeah, it would. I mean, Taddy, you you 
you were talking about the solution to this the other day, which isn't really a solution because he can't wrestle, be obviously, fair, because of leukemia, book- but it is... Sorry, do we get back to, say, to, to Roman be fair, he is booked to just beat people. Does it last that long? The only person I hope it doesn't last that long because then it means Roman. it's going to be here for a so while. But I'm not I, don't, I don't see anyone else that can bring what not, Roman not, not brought out of Braun out of him if, at the moment. Create um, just tell, okay, you can punch yeah. him and do a power. And, and they're not going to book anyone as strong to work with there and do the shitty ring spot where he runs around and shoulder tackles them. Mm, my point now. Yes, it, it is. It is a. They book themselves into a corner with him because they obviously want him to be this big monster. But conversely, they don't book anyone else as strong as how they were booking Roman at that time. So there's no there's no Superman that can go against him. Like he he's coming in. I was just about to mix um, universes, and I stopped myself because I didn't want to face the wrath of Guy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. But you can't have a villain that's so powerful and not have a hero that can come in and match him. Right now, they have Braun as this villain, and there's no one they've booked that could possibly match him, unless you know, enter Matt Riddle, but. Mm. Both of them are faces. Yeah, I was about to say, Braun's sort of the Superman-esque superhero where you sort of need a, an arch supervillain mm. who's just as impressive, probably more impressive, to come, and there are none of those. But I was just on the... <coughs> yes, he's been born yeah, I mean, Drew, at the same Drew's time compared to Superman, versus Goldberg but to his work, Brock. Like, both work. Well, even before WrestleMania, his work's gone through the Jesus roof Christ, since he's one been was so much position. better than the other. Um... And at the same time, mm. compare Drew McIntyre like, and the way he's been put on Raw. Imagine a year, two years, and I said Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Like it's just cataclysmically you would different throw the a little bit in your mouth. Mm. But to, I mean, to be fair, the last, yeah, apart from Roman, the last mind. person who had a good match with Braun Strowman was Bobby Lashley. We didn't. Yeah, we need more big people to fight Braun Strowman, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have said no. To be fair, I mean, La- I know Lashley's been... Lashley but it turns out it was time, actually probably really good. fucking world champ right now. <laughs> oh, God, I, yeah. That's true, yeah. And, and it was heck, just completely destructive. Oh, God, Corbin v. Strowman would be Where are those so big sweaty men when you need them? Yeah, but Teddy's right. Riddle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he could. Who, fight, yeah, who fights the fight? I can find with that. With MVP, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, you've got Riddle. Riddle, who's legit. And then there's no At one else. The IT you, you haven't built good. Corbin up enough. So it's not like Corbin could beat him. Miz and Morrison was a quite holder. Yeah, it would. And yes, the fiend will probably take the title from him, but then you have an issue of mm. who can the face the fiend. The fiend's obviously back on SmackDown. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's that's exactly the problem. Strowman so uh, yeah, the fiend again booked themselves into trouble. Well, he's, he's not had. He's not been against the fiend yet, has he? Yeah, that's the silver lining. Well, not the silver mm. lining because 
Well, yeah, SmackDown's been okay lately because of the Otis stuff and the Intercontinental stuff. But, yeah, that's the silver lining. Mm. Uh, yeah, not being entertained. Yeah, that's what... And so they advertise in the Firefly Penthouse. And I think even um, on SmackDown, they said that, basically, to to Braun basically being like, what are you doing? You know, the fiend's going to come back for you. I think the Miz said that one time. Or, uh, I can't Phoebe. remember. It really sort of blurs a lot of the time with SmackDown these days. It'll just um, be, today was good after yeah, some new co-hosts. The idea has been set up and the storyline has been set up with the whole, the fiend's going to come back for you. When he does, you're screwed. Um, and hopefully that actually pays off. Because if Braun beats the fiend, <laughs> then we literally have no place to go. Like, literally nowhere to go. Uh, we'll get, then we'll get an artist for the yeah. fiend. <laughs> Our entire, this podcast. We could, we, and we we could fantasy book the shit out of that. Exactly. <laughs> well, our only saviour would be oh, if then cashed in. Uh, in which case, this, this podcast would just be an hour and a half of pure welcome to Otis' <laughs> world and the real champion, universal champion, whatever. Hmm. I'm starting to like Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to, to like Bobby Lashley. <laughs> well, yeah. Drew versus Brock's next, and that was actually... I'm oh, sorry, Drew versus, he was, Drew versus that, Bobby. He was next, in that, that Lana segment great. a few months ago, and it was fucking all... I know you liked it a lot more like, than su- me. Like, surprisingly, I hated great. that shit. Hey. To what be you say you started to like Bobby Lashley quickly put in that's something a I guarantee you if I like told this, you you'd said that three months ago MVP, let alone a year ago you would have been like going? what the fuck are you talking about hmm yes yeah hmm well, what do you make of the MB- MVP I mean, uh, today, I should say. What, what do you make of MVP? It looks like he's <laughs> Maybe, recruiting as well. He talked to Apollo well. Crews. And definitely the, the package of and the way he's taking it much more seriously. Him, but um, could could I mean, MVP like make like somewhat of a stable? I know we've got a few stables um, on no, Raw, yeah, but I agree, WWE does love a stable. Right and if anyone, MVP, look for me, looks like the sort of person who could really do that. Because Bobby Lashley is a centrepiece and then other pieces around him, I think it could be really good. Mm, absolutely. And it, I, I thought it's been a breath, breath of fresh air, and it was perfect timing for Lashley because I don't well, think it's, anything it's that was going to is gonna be too successful. <laughs> Um, especially with what they had Lana doing, she she's really talented yeah, and she could do a lot more. But what they were doing with her, I thought, was underselling her a lot. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, mean, I'm glad Ricky, he's well, coming. Is he recruiting every underappreciated black Dundas, athlete in WWE? Like, what's what's going on there? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they like if they're gonna do it. At least like. Do it. Get get hundred percent committed to it. But it's it'll like, be funny when you recruit everyone except Cedric Alexander. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, they should do it where there's a two, there's two people. There's a black there's a black wrestler and a white wrestler. He just completely ignores the white yeah. wrestler. <laughs> and he's quartered Shelton Benjamin. He's quartered. Oh god, they're gonna call it Black Apollo. Lives Matter, aren't they? He, as a rib, at least he should at least approach one white guy just just to break the like the ice <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Be great. But but in terms of him building a, in terms of him building a stable, I think it would work really well. He seems like real. He seems like he's not reading off of a script. He seems like he actually believes in what he's saying, and the evidence is there. I mean, Bobby Lashley was nowhere. MVP comes in, he's got a title shot. And that should be his pitch to every single person. Like, sure, Bobby may not have gone in and won it, but he would have never been mm. in with the chance if it wasn't for me. And hopefully he recruits a whole lot more well, people. Drew nearly um, dying. <laughs> in terms of the match itself, I enjoyed it. Uh, Drew and Bobby were pushing hard for them to, well, to have this feud he was because of the work they've, they've, they've the done together in Impact. And, just went, and oh, you can shit, see they've worked big. well together. Um, if you go back and watch their matches, and it showed in this match, a few clumsy little spots, but uh, you know that that's really, really nitpicking. One really scary one. Yeah, Drew, yeah. Drew nearly nearly being murdered by a fireman. Oh, they're not really murdered. <laughs> Couple of a manslaughter. Yes, which is yeah, yeah. But that's the, I mean, lifting Drew McIntyre up must be hard at the best of times. But just remember, he's like legit <laughs> six eight, I think, or six seven. Mm. Like he's a tall tall dude so trying to lift him up and then keep him balanced on your shoulders must be just a really difficult thing a lot of the time you see when you see those botches half the time it's uh he just de definitely wasn't concentrating and the other half the time it would be like that would be me any time i tried to pick drew mcintyre up i can't believe anyone actually manages to do that let, like let alone keep him balanced but uh, something taddy said there i think the authenticity with mvp is just palpable. It's exactly like he's not reading off a script. And I think Seth is the is the um, prototype of that. He when when Seth is good, it's like he's not reading off a script. It's like he's literally coming up with the well. I mean, not like coming up with the thought of a white like athlete that could go created that. Um, also, actually, prophet sort of speech, and he wrote it up in his mind, it was just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to say, because he seems so authentic, and I think MVP's mm. got that in spades. Um, yeah, he's just brilliant as that sort of agent slash recruiter slash, yeah, professional sort of... Yes. Uh, go on. Profit squad. Yeah, it would be class. No, It'd no. be great if, he, if Ooh, Tides nice. Perfect had, a, had a, a affinity with a stable. Um, I think it was today. Was actually, I just I liked it. I just, I want, uh, I want him to get chopped out. Was it your prediction, guy? Of Dominic? I just want to get. I want to <laughs> Dominic Mysterio joining the. Um, <laughs> what, what are we calling? It the, is, the it, Messiah, I the give you credit, Messiah like, club or whatever. But yeah, the, when he went near the announce table, I was the, just thinking, um, Joe, just grab him. I think, just yeah, your grab prediction him. of Dominic <laughs> joining <laughs> that group, mate. Oh, maybe it was today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, this is, exactly, this is, that's These right. are the seeds that Alex plants in so that the feud continues between mm. me and you. Exactly. I see what you're doing, I'm, Alex. I'm turning you I've got a Dominic to join, and it's not that one. It's a seven foot twat from NXT. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but either, whichever one of you said it, I think it it's actually like got a somewhat decent chance of it happening after Seth acknowledged it. Mm. Like, Why is it which is, like, I mean, it's not going to happen, but it'd be so funny if it did. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I've got a Dominic quote to fill. I'll either do it with your son or this guy, and just comes out for it. Yeah. Unless they do a I mean, full yeah. thing with Stranger Seth, Things, have I happened. don't see who he could fight. No, so I yeah. I don't know. I was going to ask this question. And then I thought, oh, wait, maybe I fast-forwarded through his segment on Raw, and then I looked through Tay's run sheet and realized he wasn't there, which, is it a good thing? Because they've hmm. got nobody for him to... Yes, I think anyone I think it's can fight, he'd lose to. Right? I do think it's, um, it's them realizing the chatter that's going on at the moment which is how is this guy not in the have you know how is he not getting a world title match yet he's got i think he's like 33 and one or something like that and that one was after having faced three of uh the bullet club members yeah so i think they've maybe taken him off tv just to cool that chatter a bit and then can bring him but, back later but that's what i mean like even they would have had to no. acknowledge it on TV because anyone he I mean we could see faces, we could see Drew v Randy it has to be big Lashley, no, like, so the only people Lashley who's got left to face a champion and he can't beat them because there's not a champ he can beat yet um, because he's I mean, not Seth, like, you're not going to take Seth the title off Drew and give it to Ali as much as I love Ali and unless he goes to Smackdown and just beat Braun Strowman which would be nice so yeah they're in a bit of a cash way too I sort of understand it Yes, that's exactly the thing. Well, I'm still waiting for this superstar shake-up to happen because I still think it's going to happen, even though this whole rules come in with the Rona era. But I just think with the way Vince has been taught, well, the way the rules are talking about Vince being short-term, just thinking short-termist, I can see another superstar shake-up happening. So Ali Black goes back down would make sense because that's where you could have him face the fiend well they're, they're meant to about bringing wins. people back at the end of the summer or aren't they? Get screwed. <laughs> hmm. that's true yeah hmm. anyway we'll still figure it out but I suppose the protected him which is a good sign I suppose uh, well, we'll drop a career not even on TV. Nobody so must not need must not need the filler <laughs> of this job in. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Drew. I, enjoy true, Drew yeah. I mean, it could be well. a Survivor Series thing. And in doing so, uh, sure, we're kind of Why half not? going through Raw at the same time. Bobby um, separating from Lana, as we meant, as you mentioned today, were um, we there was probably no future in that. So it's a good sign they're kind of cutting the ties and just doing it straight away on TV. <laughs> yeah. Look like they did. Yeah. Mm. 
coach. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, hopefully, she gets something else to do. Uh, in terms of in ring, yeah, they had a segment with her and uh, Natty, and where they both uh, are coming off as feeling underappreciated, and maybe they could have you know something interesting there. I hope Natty takes her under her wing and becomes her coach. Um, if anyone's going to do that role, I think Natty is probably the perfect person to do it. It also gives her something to do. Um, and they're always really inconsistent with Lana in terms of her in-ring. They give her like a month where she's on TV having matches week in, week out, and then they just like abandon it for another like six months. So that must be hard for her in terms of trying to improve in the ring. But for what it's worth backstage, I know yeah, and if, from uh, the wrestler's perspective, they appreciate kind of the amount of effort she puts well, into trying to improve. Um, so hopefully she can continue to improve and, and try and get talk, more in-ring action. Good, but yeah, interested to see what she does with um, Natty. Uh, happy that Bobby yeah, can man, move on well, from it. Hopefully the real stable continues to grow. Our main event, Alex, must be Street Profits v. Viking Raiders at this point. I was not expecting this. <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> I just. I just. I was thinking, okay, it's going to be funny. And then, like, the whole flashback thing and the golf clubs. And I was like, oh, this is this is great. But surely there's some, there's going to be something here that they're doing and they're plenty for. <laughs> the ninjas showed up and I just lost my shit. Like, I just, it shouldn't be funny, but it's so, <laughs> so brilliantly put together and well edited and acted out and cringe funny and the even the bit with um with Ivar pushing Montez into the trash and then jumping in himself and then the random monster in the trash that just started uh it was incredible like it was just phenomenal stuff um but I think that that may well be the funniest segment yet, and that is saying oh, I something. Loved it. I thought we were all the callbacks they all did. Of a to do with. There's a backlot uh, brawl. Just, Someone gets speed a door, It's almost a shame that they're going to end at the same ninja. time. I think this is a good place what, to end what, before they get tired. What are we doing here? Um, I don't know. I don't know whether you guys thought the same, but I just loved them. They were, they're just uh, yeah. The segment was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. yeah um like i i I love the fact though that um because alex watched the pay-per-view after i had watched it and i love how i i just sent a comment of you know ha 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 on on the group chat and i love how he replied to it with laughing as well because i think he saw the same it was exactly the the same same segment (laughs) Mm. I was like, oh, is... when I saw your message, I was like, oh, okay, it must be funny then. 
And then as like listen as like saw the ninjas appear, I went, Oh my god, this is it. This is what he meant. <laughs> Just uh, it was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was going to end up after they they messed up Braun's car, and I thought they were going to run away and then carry on having a match, and Braun would think it was Miz and and, and Morrison or something. But uh, wow, that that was so awesome. Um, just the the playbacks, the going through everything that they've gone through, <laughs> even being ta- Ivar being tackled through the glass, I thought was pretty awesome. Um, and then when Tozawa entered, Akira Tozawa is a national treasure. I mean, he played this role perfectly. And even if we, when we saw on Raw, when he showed up and he was like, sequel? Like, he, he I think, I don't think they realize how good he is from comedic he's, he's timing. We saw it with, uh, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm when not he was in Titus Worldwide. I thought he played it. Uh, that role really well and I yes. think he's doing so well in this role um, and then just some background in terms of the giant ninja <laughs> um, that's Jordan Omokbehin who's uh, NXT signing he was a uh, basketball player I think in Florida <laughs> <laughs> he's just Jordan <laughs> he was also um, being managed by um Malcolm Bivens on the so when does the ninja NXT like house show circuit? And he, he wants that a huge dude, especially <laughs> when you compare him with Bivens, who is a tiny dude. I think that's why it works so well with Tazawa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Though Tazawa was hilarious. He made that segment brilliant. Oh god, it was fucking amazing. This thing's. If this doesn't, if this somehow extends beyond next week's raw, this is going to end up in space back. or something. Great! And when he pulled out the sword, uh, <laughs> oh my god, he has a sword! What, are doing? <laughs> Just, uh, what about the turkey? Turkey? when next time we picture him one punched by yeah. the giant dude? Which <laughs> would be amazing. What? What do we? I mean, I've, I'm. I imagine I would have seen him if he was on NXT yeah, TV. They are going to end up but in dojo someone somewhere. being fast tracked from house NXT. Like, I'm just house disappointed shows? the ninjas got beaten up so easily on Raw. <laughs> Is it just for this bit? Oh man! I think mm. it was just for the comedy sketch, but at the same time, it's cool that he's there. Like, even as just a sort of showpiece of like, oh, this is a big dude. But um, mm. I think when they actually sink their teeth into a character with him, he may he may well start running hot, uh, especially if they put Bivens with him as well. I have a feeling he will skip NXT if they can, because he. I don't think he fits into NXT. That big yeah, guy that's, that's not really that great a worker. Um, I, I saw a video of him training. Um, obviously, I'm sure he's he's had, he's been putting in the work and and has been improving. But even his worked punches didn't look too great. But obviously, it, as I said, he, he's just starting off. He's learning. He's going to improve. But a big guy like him, 
I don't see him being able to work <laughs> off the style that NXT talent has, whereas on the main roster, he can come oh in and God. effectively <laughs> do what Braun do- does type of thing uh, and, and get away with it. Because, We've not and, seen yeah, the he, he can be a three-move of Dune many... kind of guy, and Vince... I'm oh, sure would have gotten a kick off seeing it. Normal Look at big the size dudes, of like, that. Got Lee and <laughs> he would he would have but loved just, seeing him. They're they're basically small in the mind. <laughs> they will do any <laughs> they will do anything that the small people can do. But they like I don't want to bring him up, but Lars Sullivan Yeah. Yeah. Five five star Lars. Being a prick. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Allah Sullivan, Allah Sullivan without the wackiness slash shitness yeah slash being a dickhead would be great because there are there are so few big dudes nowadays even on on the indies as well who actually feel like big dudes and i remember big show i think it was on i think it was on jericho podcast or maybe it was on the austin one basically <laughs> saying the, the yeah. advice he gives to people like braun is show your size be tough to bring down make it take like five drop kicks you know um don't be too flip floppy because you want to be big. But I think the style these days, and even with people like Ivar and Eric, uh, certainly Ivar, the air Ivar thing, he did that a lot in Japan. Um, you get the likes of Keith Lee, but even the likes of Jonah Rock, what's his name now? Bronson Reed in NXT, uh, who I've seen a lot of in person makes himself big, but sometimes he'll... I mean, his finisher in NXT is a splash from the top mm. rope, which looks impressive, but still, he's a big dude who's gone off the top rope. Isn't Jordan 7 years ago, foot you wouldn't three. have seen that at all. So, 
it's interesting like, now because I wonder if how big was that? How big was Andre? Point at which we'll get huge dudes Seven when four. you are freakishly sized like Braun. Or, so he must be on that. Yeah, in terms of size like Jordan, then maybe that's that's the new limit. To, like anyone under that can get away with doing flippy stuff. Does he count? Yeah, he's he's astronomically mm. tall. <laughs> don't they, don't say Undertaker seven yeah, foot. Yeah, maybe just under seven foot as well. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, there's not many. How tall was Giant Gonzalez anymore? Is there? that's probably why. Under the Giant, probably why Broad is seven quite four. unique now. Um, I don't know if that was his real height. Yeah, that might have been his um, well, working height. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But yes, it'll be interesting. Uh, you can't, you can't do that street profit to be Viking. Race. Can I just say, I love that we've talked about everything mm. for like an hour now, and we still haven't got the greatest match ever. Like that's the one <laughs> really thing do. that made backlash. <laughs> Just keep adding random podcast people ever. in. <laughs> Speaking of random people. Oh, dear. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> Just playing golf in zero gravity. I still need a, like a straight man to to come into the comedy <laughs> of it all, and I'm I'm waiting for them to for sort bit. of be doing something in terms of fighting or something somewhere random, and then you just see Bianca and Sarah Moore yes, and Logan walk right. past, like look at them, that shake their heads, and then carry on walking, just something uh, like that, just to. I think that Shall we move on to the me. greatest match? I was ever. waiting for you to introduce Bianca into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> is that what to call it? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is the greatest show. Well, there's. She's apparently probably well. The rumor is she's going to be hired back once the furloughing is dropped. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Yes, yeah. the greatest wrestling match It exceeded ever. my expectations. I can't even put and a number on it. I thought this was going to be one of them 30-minute Randy Orton matches where it fucking possibly unbearably could have, shit. Despite the, the shitty the billing that everyone well, took the piss no, out of, still long, the wrestlers it themselves. Good. <laughs> it was yeah. a match. It had but a good pace, it had just moments, it had throwbacks to other people it? and all the legends that were brought in that had throwbacks to that. Had Randy Orton being a bell end to NXT people, which is lovely to see. <laughs> um, and, and I know we're jumping ahead, but the continuation on Raw was absolute perfection as well. It, it yeah. The whole feud thing... It's just actually my perfection. Like I know everyone, not everyone liked the WrestleMania one, but I love, I lo- I loved that match, even though it was forty billion minutes long. But I still enjoyed that. And adding <laughs> on this, imagine tw- I complained about Sheamus v Jeff in twenty twenty, but these these characters are on different levels. And for this to be this good in twenty twenty, it, ha- it had no right to be this good in twenty twenty, and it was fantastic. 
you go first mm. today because I, I'm going to start ranting and not stop. I, I always guarantee it. <laughs> no, um, I really enjoyed it from, you know, from the, the hard Finkel introductions, the, the referee gear, referee wearing the old gear, I thought was a nice touch. Um, it took a while to get used to the crowd, crowd noise. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about that, but yeah, well, every now and then when they would show the crowd, um, then it would kind of kick <laughs> back in like, oh yeah, it's piped. But I thought when they were doing the close-up shots of, of the fight, it was fine. The crowd noise became natural for me. So uh, credit to them for doing it. Um, the only funny thing is there's one point in the match where Samoa Joe is on commentary and he's talking and then you can see him in the background sitting silent looking at his like laptop screen or his tablet <laughs> yeah. or something. And yeah, I was like, clearly oh. been dumb. <laughs> they probably should have checked that a bit better. But yeah, I'm, I suppose those things happen when you when you dub a match like that. Um also, I, I thought the, the psychology of the match was really well thought out. And you can see that they mm. put a lot of effort into it. I know Edge was watching old matches and trying to see how, you know, how you can incorporate different things into the match. But from a psychology perspective, I thought the story they told was so perfect. Um, Edge being the rusty veteran, Randy Orton, you know, doing that trip when Edge was running the ropes. and. You know, it's something small like that that we don't think about or maybe some of the younger fans don't know about. But that's actually what you're trying to do when someone runs the ropes and you duck, you know, you lie flat on your belly. It's it's meant to be you trying to trip him up. Whereas for, you know, when you look at it now, it just seems like it's part of a routine sequence. Like you go down and then he he runs the ropes, then he then you jump over him. You know, you're trying to trip the guy up, or you know, stop stop him getting that momentum. And I thought that was so perfect. Um, and then in terms of the 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 whole persona of Randy Orton evolving more and more into the legend killer again is just beautiful, <laughs> and it was beautifully told in the story. Um, I enjoyed mm. the the different. Um, homages that they did during this match um you could see it was sort of like a celebration match as well i thought it was more a bookend than a rock bottom but commentators i think called it a rock bottom but i didn't i didn't get the link between like edge and rock whereas i thought there was more of an of a link with I don't know. Anyway, so so that was a bit weird for me but other than that i thought it was really good. The length Maybe you could argue it could, could have been a bit shorter, but I thought, um, well, one, I thought that they purposely took it long so that they could say they had the full hour in terms of the entrance and the vignettes and all of that. But I thought it 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 was enough. It it wasn't too dragged out, and, and I was engaged in it throughout the whole match, um, which you can't say a lot of for this the, the rest of the pay-per-view. Um, and then the finish was perfect. I called it in the pre in the um, what you call in the preview of this, I think in the group chat, and as soon as it happened, I was I was so pleased. That was the perfect way to end that match. Mm. Any other way, I think would have would have taken the sheen off of it a little bit. And um, yeah, it's just disappointing about the that's, the edge injury because shitty. it seems like that torn tricep happened after they had finished taping the match, and they were doing retapes. 
So he like, one of them um, if you saw the RKO from the, top, uh, from the ropes when Ed jumped from the yeah. top rope or something, it was that was a retake, and there were a few other retakes, and it was during those when Edge uh, tore his triceps. So that that that's really sucky. Mm, that sucks. We don't have a time frame on it though, do we? For when it happened? Oh, yeah, uh, coming back. Well, the injury itself, it's usually, that's the thing. It depends with how he's already had a surgery though. Um, So he's back home rehabbing now, but well, I don't know if he started rehab yet, but he's already had the surgery. Um, I would say between six and eight months is usually how long that type of injury takes. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're continuing the story with Randy and Christian being called in, I wonder if he's going to be back sooner because I thought they would have just put the story to bed, let Randy do other stuff, picture. then circle back he looks to it. Lot they, they sort of kept it alive. <laughs> yeah, they have kept it alive. When... <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, my first thought was it's going to be a work, but I don't think an injury that's they did post surgery. They posted surgery pictures, and I don't know if they'd go to that length. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's probably, the, yeah, that's at the point where you get. <laughs> <laughs> he's got much much younger face um <laughs> but no, everything that he said there about the match and more was just yeah mm. everything i think i could have said the the little details were i think the finish with the low blow was great because like the the, the announcers called it they were like wait did he go low was that low and you saw like the ref's face little nature's face basically i'm like wait did you just go low? Oh, well, I can't call it disqualification of the greatest wrestling match ever. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to allow it. Um, and then, yeah, the punt kick, unbelievable. Those little details, like the tripping up and the little whispering in Edge's ear of the profanities in the announce table. They're, like, Orton does those so well. But I think that's one of the things that – and I love NXT. and I, I've grown up with this sort of – I mean, we, we sort of all have grown up with the – new age work rate style but there's something about the little details of those like Cena matches and Edge matches and Orton matches and CM Punk matches where the little things make it all so much better because you're you have to concentrate you have to watch whereas I think a lot of NXT matches these days not a lot of them some of them you can sort of tune out before the big spots come and you wait and you sort of let yourself be built up with the big spots but like that Orton Edge match, you wanted to watch every single little part and dissect it and take it apart to be like, oh, okay, or Orton's trying to get an Edge's head there, or oh, he's about to set up for the um, <clears throat> for the RKO, or he's trying to set up for the RKO and, and didn't quite get it. And just the, I think the tempo of that match, that mm. there are not many matches that go forty minutes that I really enjoy. Absolutely, that match Absolutely. went forty minutes and I, I loved it. <sighs> Um, which is probably shall the we just bring in the raw segments with Randy as well? Into and I think yeah, with, if it didn't have the stupid gross match ever big uh, billing, it would have probably been was even higher regarded. But at the same time, why would they continue it with Christian of all people the day billing, after? Who, which is all you could ever ask. Um, due to injury, is is his the same injury or is it different? I'm not sure what Christian retired with. Is it concussions? Right. Yeah, okay. might as well. Right. Okay. And to continue it with, with Christian, the night after, I mean, 
it was a hell of a way to bookend Raw, because you don't hear of unsanctioned matches that often. Like, the last one on NXT was obviously Gargano, which was amazing. Yeah, concussions. That. So not neck, but concussions, yeah. Would, didn't Cactus Jack have one? Yeah, and I only remember that because I watched that on I watched the Cactus Jack thing on the the the, the network after one of these pay per views. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, really rare. I was trying to think of the ones before that, and I can't remember. With Triple H, I think was that unsanctioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that sounds familiar, but I mean, that, again, that might be apocryphal. I'm not sure, but no. The I think the 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 brilliance about this was throughout the entire show. You're just like, okay, what are they gonna do? Mm. Like, what 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 are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Because Edge is out, and Christian can't wrestle. Surely, you're like, okay, how are they gonna work this? And even the bit with Flair and the conversation he had before. Now, I'm guessing, but I imagine the reasoning is going to be very similar to Orton's, basically being like, I did that to protect you because if you actually went and tried to do a wrestling match with Orton, you would have like got even worse, like really badly injured. So Flair will be like, I'm protecting you like Orton was protecting Edge. Go home, go be with your family. But Orton's little things at the end saying like, I'm sorry, but this is your fault. This is your fault. Why did you make me do this to you? Go home. What are you doing? What are you doing? I had to put you down. This is my livelihood, but I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then like telling the guys, like, take care of him. He's my friend. And then shouting at him again. It's just, oh, when we first started this call before we came on air, I basically said like, right, this is the best Orton in at least 10 years, isn't it? And we sort of had unanimous agreement. And it's just... And into his career renaissance as goes, where do you see Randy go? Because every little thing Norton does is just genius. They're playing to it, even with extreme rules. An edge injury that was obviously to bring in Christian like that. Natural progress for me, anyway. It's just yeah, it's it's incredible. Sometimes you just have to put your hands up and say, "Look, this is amazing." He he is he is for the UK. <laughs> I mean, how many legends? How many legends do we have? <laughs> it can't be that many. We did that last. We did that last year. But is that was actually is good, Drew a legend? <laughs> not not that, that not that scene in particular. But, I mean, it the legend killer. There was a good feud. Was good. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I thought there was Jeff Hardy. Right off Jeff Hardy by. Oh yeah. Yeah, with the, when he put his finger in his ear. Oh. Which was yeah. and it was quite good. Yeah. Mm. No, the feud was good. Yeah. Well, how many? What other legends? Oh, God, I was. I had a suspicion that Randy was going to punt kick Rick, and be like, "Okay, another legend killed." <laughs> but I. I mean, their logic comes in and just be like, oh, Ric Flair, just no, stop. Don't take any more bumps. Um, but then, yeah, how many other legends are there? What, what can you do? They're all in managers. No, you can't um, do Ray because we get the sense that Seth's going to do Ray. 
Um, there aren't many legends left, but I, I love that Legend Killer is back. But now I'm trying to think of yeah, mm. who else he can uh, he can take out other than yeah, tell you yeah, that's true. Yeah, bring back on. But no, the other, the other, the only other enemy mm. really for Randy to face is anyone who says all lives matter. Because not only is Randy being brilliant in the ring, he's being brilliant outside the ring as well. And if anyone, if anyone listening to this hasn't seen Randy's interview where he basically explains why <laughs> he created Black Lives Matter, go and read it, and you will see why <laughs> you should let human beings learn and change and come to new. Could we go beliefs. on opposite direction um, of legend? Maybe. The Undertaker should probably and go and do the same. Killer. Because as much as I love him, him as much as I love the documentary, have if he wears another Trump shirt, that freaking documentary, I'm going to be really, I know he really doesn't want to come at the main roster, but soon as everything's well. in form, he just go, ah, oh, Taker for the love of God. It, it, it won't make that much difference. Hmm. But I think doesn't oh. Edge said him and Champ are friends now. Or was that that was on his twenty? That would be fun. Or seven? Or was it three six five? Whichever documentary was on the thing. I think Champa said he has Edge on his phone. It's like, well, this is this is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Randy Orton, the Gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, that would be very interesting. Mm. Has there been an, has, we had, we didn't do it yeah. review I mean it'd be, what happened it'd be on an NXT awesome connection and the other thing is was yeah, Champa there was sort of right about what he said about Champa um, so it wasn't there was nothing hugely contentious there but at the same time you could easily work that in uh, mm. I, but I am I'm struggling now I can't think of who Randy goes on to fight so there's, there's literally no, no legends left like Big Short is the only legend there who is like Able to walk. Um, <laughs> he said, no, he said he'd punch him. Cross he wasn't he on said there. he'd punch him. Being, being elevated yeah, now. So they're, they're done with Champion versus Cross. Yeah. All this momentum versus the big show. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't even put that idea into the world. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I, I would mm. I would love K- Orton K-O? to address that. The fact that he's got no more legends to kill and he's actually a legend himself now. And then take the then you get that transition <laughs> into becoming the gatekeeper. Umberto like, Korea or, or, does that alternatively, if you want to become no a reason. legend you have to get 100%. through me first. <laughs> then you have like the sets and stuff going uh, after him. The... You know what his first port of call could be mm. as a gatekeeper. So in ten years you know, he's he gonna turn up. He's gonna turn up as just, the uh, fucking fiend. Take out a young, a young stud <laughs> the called Alberto Carrillo. <laughs> <laughs> El Fiendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. Exactly. Uh, I really want to see Champa be during the Nexus feud. Basically the same thing. Cool. <laughs> it will be interesting to see where he goes. Sacrificial Anything? I mean, we've kind of touched on Raw as we went. Is there anything we the missed? The Mexican Fiend. The Day of the Dead. El Fiendo. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I think we've pretty much covered Raw. Um, the uh, what the women's tag team titles still look sort of interesting. I I, I was going to suggest that Lana. They're using that to fill back the tag well. team, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and obviously, we mentioned it before. They're getting better in terms of building up legitimate tag teams. But I still get today we'll bring up Bianca. that... <laughs> what's the word? They're sort of being used as a tool for Sasha and Bailey to prolong their friendship. So I wonder if they might need... Yeah, that's exactly, mm. that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I wonder <laughs> if they do build up another star in the next couple of months, whether that be Sonya, <laughs> like Taddy wants, or whether... Yeah. Um... Well, they could, yeah, go, they could go on. They yeah. could go with, um, what's her name? Um, there's, a, there's a girl they called up recently. I think Bianca Ballet or something. So, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Point, the point <laughs> well, oh, no, is, put a lot of time into oh, the there start it or something there, so it was a bit weird. <laughs> um, but were you yeah. guys not pissed off that Liv took the pin? Yeah, really match? annoyed. And then Natty was talking shit to Liv and Liv, I was expecting Liv to slap her and be like, no, you don't say that about me. But no, she sort of just walked off. Mm. And no NXT's. Um, <laughs> no NXT's canon as well. <laughs> it helps. They have. The other thing is, Ruby Wright really needs a win. I don't think she's won a match on TV in freaking 18 months. So if you're rebuilding the women's division, I think now the women's tag team division is actually in a decent enough state that you can focus on building a women's star to fill Becky's void. Yes, exactly. Yeah, NXT is canon, so it genuinely does help. And if you want to call up, or call up in quotation marks, if you want to bring Charlotte back, um, you can, even though Hunter is has said on multiple occasions now that Charlotte's still sticking around in NXT. Um, NXT Women's Division is strong enough to sort of cope. You bring Charlotte back up to fill the Becky void. You have Asuka to help fill the Becky void. And then you pick, because you've got a good roster there. Um, and I'm starting to buy into the idea that it might actually be Sonya that, that sort of emerges as this sort of next big, big bright talent. Um, not, not Becky level, obviously, but we'll see how good she can get. But I also think you can have Mandy continue to be the face that's sort of the happy, not the happy, the face that definitely will get a pop as soon as crowds are back in. And yes, maybe that's partly because of Otis, but also she has, she, her character development has been quite good lately. Um, they just need to stop doing those stupid segments with Baron Corbin. <clears throat> but yeah, I think the, the women's, yeah, uh, get rid of Nia. Sure. If you take Nia completely out of the picture, the women's division is looking good right now. Um, I know we mentioned before mm. Alistair Black doesn't really have anyone to face and, and we're looking at who's good in SmackDown. I think the uh, women's division I might mean, well be the best stock division in WWE right now in terms of one all three brands. I mean, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out, I guess. Hopefully take over Naya. Oh, shit. That's a very good point. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot she was a thing. I think you can do a 50-50 thing book with Asuka, though. She can take the title. They can trade the title between them two for a bit, I think. 
just just not now. Hope so. Just not now. Yeah. But I think Shayna has to win. <laughs> the love I mean, I think Taddy, you said this the other week. Like whatever Shayna mm. does next, she has to win after what happened with Becky. That that's where I that's where I jumped in earlier in the pod with my objection in terms of the women's title. The way I see it, I think it goes, especially how they're not willing to beat Nia clean. Um, I think it, it they set up some sort of triple threat with Nia, Charlotte, and Oscar, and Charlotte pins Nia for the title and then goes into SummerSlam with the whole mm. rhetoric of, well, Oscar, even if you didn't get Oscar pinned to lose your title, time, you've right? never beaten me anyway, so you don't deserve to be Char- getting Charlotte a title shot. Um, and then you have a one-on-one match between Charlotte and Oscar, and Oscar finally gets that win over over Charlotte but because I, I don't see why, why else the they're not letting Oscar pin Nia clean. No, 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 no. Yeah. When she's back. Because if, 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 it's, if Charlotte it's can also add it in her years. promos, the whole fact that, oh, well, you really? couldn't beat Nia clean, even though I didn't pin you, I went in there and I pinned Nia, so. She can just beat, <laughs> Sasha can just beat <laughs> her raw and win it back the week after. <laughs> like they used to do. <laughs> It is 2017. <laughs> All right, Vince. Okay. Uh, basically we're, we're basically... No, but you can't you can't do it that way because then how will Charlotte ever get to 16? She has to win it or lose it That's and win true. it or lose it. She needs someone to flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> is this 2017? Where are that? Where, have I got back? <laughs> have I got back in time? I, that's one thing I've never understood in wrestling. The whole he's a sixteen-time champion. Surely it should. Be, if 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 Alex becomes champion for you know ten times in five year, in five years, then I then precede him as champion for the next ten years, and I'm undefeated for ten years. Surely my reign is more prestigious than his. I've never understood the whole how many times you've won it, opposed to how long you've held the title. But also, like, the other thing with that is, and this was very prevalent in, like, that, that late 2000 era. It's like, the if I win the title, the title, and then with the title, and then I win the title. You leave Cairn's title in a lot. But I held it for five days, five days, five days, and he held it for two months and two months. I've technically got more title oh, reigns, but each of them have been less than <laughs> one of his so. title reigns, and that's a bit weird yes. to me. I will cash in eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the disrespect that me and today were trading the title back and forth, and guys not involved. So, in I, you just, I'm bro. I'm Brock. I'm Brock Lesnar. Okay, you're, Steve Austin. Austin. <laughs> you're the one that everyone wants to win, and eventually no. you get the money in the bank. Yeah, I wonder on who lose my cash in Andy Wills or some shit. <laughs> I'm not putting over bullshit like, a guy cash in. I'm just letting you all oh, know right now. Tadewa Hogan, 
I'm Mr. Kennedy in this again, bit. refusing <clears throat> to do the job. I have to. Could you imagine if Guy loses his cash in? That would be brilliant heat. I, I could live off that. I could live You're off that. But I still have the best entrance in wrestling history. <laughs> That's a legend. Mm. He still works better with Kennedy than Anderson, let's be honest. Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Need that back. I don't care what he did. We need him back just for that entrance. So you're going to end that. up on a rival podcast with like even more. 50% less listeners that nobody takes seriously. We need legends, damn it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> mm. uh, is he actually still wrestling or is he just... Like... Yeah. Is he? It really he does. Due. That's a rumble appearance if I've ever seen one. Uh, He's... He's one mm. of the ones that we would like to see back, though. Which yes, I mean, we've added somehow 15 minutes to show back, you how... And we didn't talk about <laughs> yeah, anything on Raw. <laughs> there we go. Um, anything else to bring up before we finish? Yeah, he is. He's still, he's still around. Mm. Yeah. They're running out. They're running out of Legends. But anyway, yes, we've probably got on long enough now. I think it's the start <laughs> of that. I think there will be a... T- a turn at some point, yeah. Hmm. No, I think that's what think we've been saying since he won. We want some Apollo. Uh, Just the fact that, is the start. Um, Apollo still... Crews used the ropes to finish. Do you guys think that's the heel turn and then KO challenges as the baby face? Yes. That would be my pick. I think they're going to slow burn this, though, yeah. Mm. Would you put him? Yeah, with I've been saying that since well, like even last, the last podcast. But so, still, the <laughs> yeah, character shift that I want is I um, do eventually, but a it'd yeah, be kind of cool. Slow, paranoid heel say, Apollo say Crews who just US wants to keep his title no matter what because the first title he's ever held, and so he and starts then, cheating and cheating and cheating. Maybe they're like, in no, triple threat, keep keep which would be fun. I think. Well, that sounds stupid. But anyway, so somehow we get them involved together. I'd keep him on his own for now. I want him with MVP. Mm. No, if... If if he continues with Alex's trajectory of slowly yeah. turning into a heel, I think he can brush off the offers from MVP for a, for a couple of weeks or months, and then it starts to get harder and harder for him to cheat, and maybe he starts getting booked in no DQ matches and stuff, and which kind of starts or sorry, um, what you call it, matches where if he does get disqualified, he'll still lose the title. You know, those type of matches they bring in. If if that then starts to happen, then he starts chasing MVP to try and um, get into the team and, and MVP sort of say, well, the roster's full. Um, I think that could be quite interesting and then maybe eventually join. Because I, I do think MVP could help him in terms of some of the the intricacies of being a heel, because I'm I'm not too sure if Apollo's got much, much experience of being a heel. 
definitely not yeah, in WWE. Apollo, and I think MVP could help him a lot. Um, so at, at the very least, if he's not he's on screen with him, I hope he's he's trying to pull him to the side anytime he gets uh, during his heel run to try and get advice and help from that perspective. we do. So we'll finish up there. And we'll be back... Know, probably next week, and we look at this week's Friday, uh, this week's um, SmackDown, and next week's Raw. Um, and the Fiend will be back, so that'll be an hour of me and Alex chatting shit, and his his road to WrestleMania. Yay! Uh, where it's him Otis in the main event. Um, so yes, that's where we'll finish up. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you you two for joining me. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.